Hey, curious fuckers, we have some really exciting news. Mm, yeah, boy. We have been nominated for a Webby Award. What, what? What the hell? For the best health and wellness podcast. I mean, sex is wellness and health so i guess it makes sense like this is almost unbelievable for us because this is a huge deal and they are worldwide so guys we need your help yes now it is up to you to determine who the winner is and obviously we want our curious fuckers club to help us reach number one so all you have to do is go to the webby awards website webbyawards.com and vote for us there or you can click the link in the description below mm, you know it's gonna look so good if we're holding that award right next to our potatoes Ooh, yeah, yeah, so gonna feel real nice real real nice against my face and like mm. (laughs) well actually it's not our first where we we got that 100k youtube award but this is different this is for podcasts so guys please help us out like we we want you to share this if you can if you know anyone who likes fucks given please like ask them to vote we can really do with your help right now because you are our curious fuckers and like you're there for us we would never have got this far without you yeah the curious fuckers club is like where like what made us get to this place today and we wouldn't be anything without you guys um and also if we win this it's a win for you all as well as us i mean is it really yes it's for you and but (laughs) But actually just for us anyway (laughs) Uh, so yeah please um do uh podcast producer jack proud and a special shout out for winnie as well who's been editing our podcasts while we've been in quarantine um yeah we love them they are our family plus obviously the studio 71 crew who helps us do this podcast so yeah we literally have a week to get us voted in it closes on the 7th of may so quickly get your fingers pumping yeah love you all curious fuckers and yeah we'll see you at the top when we win this shit at the top lol like waving like to the peasants below (laughs) 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 now i hope you enjoy the episode you're listening to fucks given the one with hilda from the vulva gallery Hello curious fuckers. I'm Reed and I'm Florence and together we're come curious. When we're not just fucking around on YouTube and Instagram, every Thursday we invite a new guest onto Fucks Given to talk about their best fucks, worst fucks and the fucks that made them. We also answer your sex questions and read out your sex stories. So stay tuned as we divulge all the delicious details. Mm. Welcome to our podcast, all the way from Amsterdam today. Yay, thanks for having me. <laughs> hey Hilda, it's hey. so nice to have you on because we have been huge fans of the Volva Gallery for so long now. So long. And... I think I've been following it on my Instagram for like five years or something crazy. Yeah, I think I'm close to four years with the Volva Gallery, so yeah. that could be, yeah, that's about right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's amazing. Well, you've made such a huge storm with people and and the way they feel about their vulvas because all we ever saw was like that generic vulva picture and they all look the fucking same. And then you look down at yours and you're like, wait, what? mine doesn't look like that. So thank you. I'm I'm pretty sure you've helped hundreds, if not thousands, hundreds of thousands of people with uh, liking their vulvas. (laughs) 
yeah, yeah. it's pretty amazing so could you tell our curious fuckers a little bit about yourself yeah, of course. So I'm Hilda. Hi. Um, I'm an <laughs> illustrator from Amsterdam, the Netherlands, and I've been working as an illustrator for, wow, it's, yeah, it's four years now. Um, and from the start, I've kind of been developing into having my work revolve around uh, diversity, inclusivity, sexuality, um, and I'm running several projects. One is the Volva Gallery, which is uh, about vulva diversity and celebrating our amazing vulvas yeah. and uh, sexual health education related to the vulva. And just, you know, showing um, the diversity that's, of course, out there, but that we usually don't get to see. And yeah. um, the other project I'm running is Your Welcome Club. And Your Welcome Club is about diversity in a more broad uh sense like where i wanted to talk about more topics with the vulva gallery is all about vulvas but i wanted to talk about human diversity and mm. uh sexuality and relationship dimensions and yeah just basically all good stuff um so that's uh that's your welcome club and i'm also making portraits well so I, my work is quite diverse um yeah well, that's what we've got to be these days. No longer can you just have one job. It's like, have to have multi-role responsibilities now. So true. <laughs> so true. <laughs> the pressure of life. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, I'm, made... I'm already happy that I'm only illustrating. That's, yeah. that's great. <laughs> yeah. What made you um, start like the Vulva Gallery and the Your Welcome Club? Um, so I started the Volvo Gallery in 2016. Um, I was actually before I uh, started illustrating, I was um, studying clinical psychology here at the University in Amsterdam. Ah, wow. So I was uh, about to become a psychologist and uh, I was following um, a course uh, of sexology or like sex, um, sexuality. I think. Yeah, sexuality. Yeah, so I was following a sexuality course and then I was attending a lecture where I learned about the huge global increase in labiaplasty surgery. So mm, wow. more and more young girls are undergoing surgery on their, mostly it's their inner labia to make them smaller, to kind of live up to a certain beauty idea. Mm. And it struck me and I hadn't really thought about that until that moment and I thought like oh wow why is this happening and mm. what can we do to prevent this because I'm all for choosing what to do with your body but when it's when it's your labia such an important part of your body related to sexual pleasure and sensitivity when you're altering that part just because you want it to look prettier or just because you're afraid someone else won't like the way you look there's something wrong with that and mm. then I start to dive into it and I realized there's not so much visual diversity out there yeah um, at, at that time there weren't many projects only the great wall of vagina by Jamie I don't know Ooh, yeah I don't I know it's either. Oh, you know what I'm talking everyone about. knows the great wall of vagina it looks exactly. amazing yes and um yeah and then I thought you know what I'm just going to start an Instagram account and uh, draw a vulva a day, post a vulva a day, and hopefully keep the plastic surgeon away. And, <laughs> yes. And just, you know, show the diversity uh, that's out there and normalize showing uh, mm. that body part in a non-sexualized manner and uh, also address, you know, uh, sexual health related issues, uh, sex education, just talking openly about this topic. 
Amazing. Um, it, it's quite hard when it comes to labiaplasties because on one side of the things you... Like, I, I mean, I still don't really know how I feel about them because you're right. It's like I want to be all for people choosing what to do over their bodies. But it's whether or not where that want to change your labia has come from and whether mm. or not it's like a um, like how far does it go? Like with any kind of plastic surgery, is it is it something that has made them feel bad or are they doing it for somebody else or are they doing it because they've seen other really tight labias on porn and that's what they think the majority yeah. wants but then there's also the other side of things where is it a medical issue yeah. are they uncomfortable are they in, are they in pain are they mm-hmm. is, is it a struggle during sex it's that's a different it's thing so though isn't it that's if definitely it's, a different thing yeah mm-hmm. if it's if it's to do with pain then it's obvious that you would get it like removed like and that that is okay that's a very valid reason but then to change your body who's to say what you know like what if someone maybe might medically doesn't have like a large labia but they're saying that it causes them pain or discomfort or even mental pain where's the line between that you know, oh, that's how, a very how, good question how do we decide yeah it's so it's so complicated yeah actually that's true because with um i think is it vulvodynia or cases like that um mm-hmm. remember grace hazel that was on our podcast was saying that when she was going to the doctors back and forth about her issues with that she did actually have parts of her labia removed and that's what the doctors had suggested for her yeah, and it wow. never helped at all and mm-hmm. she yeah. regrets doing it as well yeah, but I think like the reason the reason that people are wanting to do these things is that we were never taught about like what vulvas looked like. Mm-hmm. It was never a discussion. I think the mm-hmm. only vulvas I ever ever saw growing up were in porn. That they the, yeah. they were the only ones. I didn't see anyone else's vulvas. Or, I think or that's my mum's, but yeah. like mm. you never really see a vulva in depth. You don't see like that open spread outlook like unless you're looking at porn like I only ever saw my mum's vagina when she was standing or when she was standing around naked Mm. and Mm. you you don't get to see all the kind of the actual bits that you do need to see Mm -hmm. Um, and it's also like you know even hearing this now like why would you want to see that of your mum and it shouldn't be like a weird thing it should be like all of us should be able to see our genitals in in like a graphic way and it not be weird or sexualized sexualized. yeah Yeah, exactly it it, it shouldn't have to be weird some people don't even ever look at their genitals yeah especially um people with with a vulva so many yeah so many stories have been shared with me in the gallery of people emailing me like oh so i just look for the first time at my to my vulva and i'm 35 years old and I never dared to and I, mm. I was always so ashamed of it and I just thought it was ugly and I needed to hide it. And of course, everything mm. related to our vulvas is historically covered in shame. Yes, so it's not yeah. it's not a surprise that we're embarrassed about it because that's all we've learned. So it's mm. it's really it's kind of surprising when someone has never known shame uh, around their genitalia. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it also wanting to undergo surgery there are so many different reasons and all are valid the only thing that just angers me is that there seems to be you know we live in a society where where there's so many where there's so much pressure on young kids to look perfect and right now with you know the whole um i guess also it has to do with even 
the 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 trend of shaving your pubic hair so yeah, suddenly everything huge. is exposed mm -hmm, and then yeah. you can compare it to others when you see porn or like you don't get the education and like you start to think i need to look perfect mm. uh, in order to be attractive so and yeah i don't know physical suffering or mental suffering it's all valid reasons to undergo surgery mm. but i think that with good proper inclusive sexual health education we can mm. prevent that Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely and isn't it crazy yeah. that like throughout growing up we saw penises everywhere everywhere yep. people yeah. like they're in art throughout history penises penises yeah. on yeah. statues in in public penises well it's the only thing that we could draw in school like on our textbooks like <laughs> you try and draw a vagina or a vulva and you're like heather where the what line goes where like how do i even do this <laughs> But a penis, that was easy. I mean, yeah. it, it's not technically easy because I, I was going to say it's not technically enuses. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I've got penises on my brain now. Um, I wanted to brain. ask, um, are you, have you been brought up in Amsterdam? Uh, no, I grew up in a village in the middle of the Netherlands. And mm. then I moved when I was 11 to the south with my mom and, uh, um, my, well, my, my two moms, actually, my parents were divorced when I was little and then my mom uh, remarried to a woman and Amazing. we moved there with our family and uh, yeah so I basically moved around I lived in Rotterdam and now in Amsterdam mm -hmm. nice. so I mean I, I we've heard that the sex ed in the Netherlands uh, out of all of the places around Europe is supposed to be the best can you vouch for that or is it like still not really that sure I don't know uh, about sex education in other countries. I haven't. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I cannot compare. And also, I know that in the Netherlands, it it it's very diverse. Some mm -hmm. schools are super ahead of it and super inclusive and uh, very much into LGBTQ inclusive and trans inclusive sex education. And some schools are uh, religious and just avoid the topic. Or some schools are just they don't have the tools or they don't know how. So it, it's, it depends on where you go, I think. Yeah. I mean, when I grew up, my sex education was basic. Um, and yeah, I just got, you know, the condom around a, 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 a banana, sorry. Yeah, a condom yeah. around a banana and the, uh -huh. uh, just, you know, the biology and how things work, but not really talking about diversity or consent or uh, that sex doesn't have to be penetration, penis and vagina sex or, you know, mm, stuff yeah, like that. We missed that as well. It's and I think in, it's the same yeah. in the UK. It's so diverse. Mm. Like there are, I still can't believe that there are still schools that can refuse sex education, yeah. and the government allows that because of religious mm. reasons. And I think, like, it, it blows my mind. It's like even if you are religious, you you still need to learn about this. This is super important. Yeah, most of us will have sex at some point, so it, you better make sure you do it safely. And yeah, yeah. and at least yeah, kind of like sure. understand it just a little bit. But I think, yeah, uh, if you compare it to 20 years ago, probably sex education is better now in the Netherlands. Oh, 100%. And if you yeah. compare it to other countries, yeah. I think we're, we're doing all right. Yeah. yeah. Fuck number one. The last fuck. All right. So my last fuck would have been with my partner, Sebastian, here Uh, in quarantine. <laughs> oh, in quarantine. The quarantine, quarantine sex. Um, but I actually want to question the word fuck because I don't know. I, to me, the word fuck or like fucking in sex doesn't have, uh, doesn't really play a big role. 
And to me, sex and sexuality has to do a lot with unlearning. Yeah. I think like I, I, um, I'm brought up as a girl, as a woman, I identify as non-binary. Um, so there is also a lot of unlearning in that uh, sense. But yeah. when I grew up and, and learned about, you know, having sex in your, your first time and like penis and vagina and like it's it's all being about like you build up to the, the big, you know, fucking point. Yeah. And then yeah. to me, that was just painful and unpleasant. So um, it, it hasn't always been painful and unpleasant, but yeah i realized at a certain stage like fucking is not really ple pleasurable for me so much and uh i a few years ago i started going to a sex therapist to talk about these issues like yeah mm -hmm. i just really want to be be free in my sexual encounters and like enjoy sex and i feel like i'm broken like mm -hmm. my vagina is failing me and i want to you know i hear my friends talking about the amazing sex they had and how how great their fuck was and i always felt like no but that's painful why do you yeah. want to do that and then i thought but if so many people like it then there must be something wrong with me mm -hmm. so i started talking with uh this therapist and she said you know what you just quit having penetrative sex for a month and i started crying and i felt like oh my god such a weight lifted off my shoulders yes. i don't have oh. to have sex i don't i can choose not to <gasps> and yes. i've been with girls and guys and like i'm pansexual so i've been with uh, individuals from the whole gender spectrum and being with a girl or with someone with a vulva mm. never was uh, like sex never had to do like it, it never revolved around penetrative sex mm. but if someone had a penis suddenly like you know it was like yeah. you, go, you kiss, you like funnel around, you do like hand stuff, you Full do play, all stuff, and then you go mm -hmm. into the fucking stage. Yeah. And I realized, even though my partner never like he is the the one most wonderful, most understanding, uh, respectful, no pressure at all kind of person. If I would never want to have any like specific sex act, he would never pressure me to do it or expect mm. me to do it. Yeah. Um, but I was pressuring myself, like I put those expectations on my shoulders and her, like hearing from someone else um, that I just could choose not to was like mind blowing. Wow. Um, so I guess, yeah, all that together, you're asking me like your last fuck. Yeah. It was not, it was not like a fuck. It was like, it was a wonderful sexual, like exchange between my partner and me and it was pleasurable and enjoyable mm. and uh it like afterwards i thought like yeah i'm so happy with the new ways of sex we discovered together wow. that don't like follow the you know obligatory steps that i yeah. learned and unlearned um yeah. so that's thank, really wonderful thank you for talking about this and actually challenging the word fuck because we haven't had that before and this mm. is like you know just because you might feel like this has been your journey there's going to be hundreds if not thousands of people out there that have experienced the same journey and you're right the word mm. fuck does mm. leave this idea in your mind that it is like rough penetration that is pretty much the yeah. word fuck rather than anything else and I love the fact that you've been so raw and honest with it and been like mm. no I haven't had a fuck and I'm not gonna fuck <laughs> because that ain't me that's perfect yeah 
I think um, it's really great to um, bring up as well that a lot of people out there do experience pain during penetration and it's not spoken about at all. Mm-hmm. And it is that sort of feeling of like, I've, we've heard it before, people feeling like they're broken just yes. because there's this one thing that everyone else does and it feels painful for them. And just the reason, like, why don't why don't we talk about this? Like, why isn't this in sex education that some people mm. might experience pain? That would Definitely. have been a game changer. It would have helped me so tremendously. But I think it already starts with um, sex education saying your first time you're going to bleed and it's going to be probably going to be painful. Yeah, to what me, the fuck? That was like, okay, so my first yeah. time <laughs> is going to be painful. I'm going to expect pain and I'm going to expect blood. That's insane uh, because the first time doesn't have to be painful. Yeah. And if it's painful, that means that your, your muscles are tense, you're just not relaxed enough and you need to you know just let go but of course it's it's scary and exciting and you obviously your pelvic floor is gonna be a bit tense but it doesn't have to be painful and you don't have to bleed it's just weird so you know if if that's included in sexual health education and the pain during sex is not like normal because of Mm. course it's common it happens a lot but it shouldn't be the norm it shouldn't be like your virginity will hurt no, yeah. and it's I don't know be... why, why do they fucking that tell is... us that. It like yeah. it basically gives us pre fear for yeah. rigidity, yeah. And because like, it I... will make you tense up. If you think that yeah. it's gonna hurt, then your body yeah. is gonna physically tense up and be like, okay, it made me so okay, frightened. Breathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and also, like, why is the first time? Why does it have to be penetration? Like, penetration sex is so glorified. It's everywhere. It's like you yeah. hardly ever see in films or media like anything that's other than penetrative sex and it's like we're so brought up with that culture Mm. so it's there's so much pressure revolving around it you know virginity shouldn't be the first time you have penetrative sex because how does that work for same-sex couples or 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 lesbian couples it just it's it's such like a people with vaginismus or like yeah yeah Yeah. I I wish that well I'm hoping you know I'd love to see what schools are teaching nowadays because it was still such a long time for when you know, we were taught about sex ed and how they've changed now. Like, I'd love to go back mm. to my old school and see how they're teaching it because it is so different and we've got all this new, amazing information. And, you know, I bet you will go back there and they'll be still playing the same, like, old v- VHS tapes. Oh, I hope <laughs> yeah. not. I really yeah. hope not. I was just... Oh no! They I was just yesterday talking gallery. to Sebastian, saying like I should donate my vulva uh, a book to my yeah. old school, like yeah. <laughs> making sure they will include like yeah. diversity. But I, in, in fact, um, uh, one of the Dutch uh, sexual health organizations uh, who are like creating these uh, sex ed courses, they uh, have uh, recently included the vulva and penis diversity illustrations I made in their <gasps> yes. sexual wow. health course. So. Right now, it's being taught to kids of age 14 to 17, I think, uh, which is really, really, really great. That's amazing. Um, I almost think yeah. that's even too old to be teaching that. Like, I feel oh, like definitely. we yeah. need to be teaching them younger, but people still definitely. get so funny about that. They're like, what? You want to teach sex ed to three or four year olds? It's like, yes, but age appropriate. Sex ed age appropriate. Yeah. But people kick up such a storm about it. 
Um, and people actually lose their minds because they don't understand. They think that we're going to be teaching their fucking toddlers like how to have anal sex. It's like, no. No, that's not what it's about. (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) Please Please don't do that. But if you're going to do it, do it this safe way. Because, mate, kids kids do weird stuff. Like, I, I was putting stuff in my holes way before I even know about sex. Of course and I should have been taught about that. Uh, you know, playing doctors on my on my own body. Why not? <laughs> yeah. And and kids shouldn't be shamed for that. They should yeah. learn like no. it's good to explore but there are boundaries and there are ways to do that safely and like not like yeah. keep it out of sight of, of your classmates maybe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah don't don't be doing it in the front of the school like I used to do. I used exactly. to show my vagina off to a group of boys because I liked attention. Oh, um, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, what... what's changed? What's changed? Yeah, what's changed? It's so true. <laughs> Actually, I'm just still like that. Just um, instead of a group of young boys, like in the playground, it's, it's now, it's like men online. So... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just an attention whore. I'm just like, yeah, please look at my vagina and tell me how great it is. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Fuck two. The first fuck. Yeah, I, I, I suppose I, I have several first times because I wouldn't consider like the first time penetrative sex, like penis and vagina sex, necessarily the first time. Like I yeah. reconsidered my first time on a later age. Like yeah. my first, first time. Oh, I can. I mean, I can tell you both stories, but my first time, like with my boyfriend, like penetration sex was when I was 15 and we were together for like three months which was already long and I was like exploring my just experimenting like yeah exploring like I wanted to to go further with him and he was a bit older he was 21 so we were kind of oh wow yeah big age difference I always liked Mm. older boys And, (laughs) um, (laughs) and yeah it was really it was Easter. It was really romantic. We went to stay at his parents' place and um, we had like Easter dinner and then went up to his bedroom. And then we had our first time where I was so afraid of the pain that would come and mm. so excited because finally I would learn like what like this volcanic explosion of like mm-hmm. having sex, like penetration sex, like fireworks. I was expecting heaven. Yeah. Um it was a disappointment. Really. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a disappointment because yeah. uncomfortable. Like he was really nervous. He mm-hmm. was like all the time losing his erection. Obviously, oh, understandable yeah. because it was scary for him to like. Yeah. But that's really uh, like on like at the time because we weren't told about that. It's just no. it's so confusing. Yeah, yeah. I thought that it, he would be hard and that all I had to worry about was myself. But mm-hmm. actually, it's like yeah, it's just you know two people that have to like get into it and like relax and and just communicate but Mm -hmm. that was definitely not up my alley yeah (laughs) and uh, I was still a little bit on my period but I really wanted it and then there was a condom (laughs) and then it was just uncomfortable and then he just went in and it was painful and just I wanted to cry for my mom it was just it was not pleasurable at all and I was just so disappointed I was so disappointed in sex in penetration in humanity for like lying to me about how amazing it was (laughs) (laughs) so that was just like oh my god all the sex I had before was so much more fun why is penetration 
part of this. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it really took me uh, an ex-boyfriend to really start liking it. Yeah. And then I realized after a while that just it went often together with pain and it was really not my kind of thing. So yeah. that was the first like losing my virginity kind of sex. Mm. But my first time that I was just exploring and uh, experiencing sexuality with someone else was when I was 13 with my boyfriend at that time. He was 16. So also a lot older. <laughs> Another older gentleman. <laughs> Yeah, and it was just so joyful. It was so amazing because I had always been a very sexual person, like mm. fantasizing and like exploring and, and just wanting to try it out, super curious, wanting to experiment. So then I met um, this boy and we just we just had a great chemistry and he was very free with his body. He had no shame and he just, we enjoyed kissing and like just touching each other like without clothes or with clothes and then step yeah. by step like maybe touching my my breast and then touching my like exploring each other and yeah. like doing hand stuff and doing like uh oral stuff and it was amazing and i i thought it was so much fun and, and to me that was like i think i would much rather consider that my first time because it yeah. was just innocent and consensual and like full of joy and in such a gentle and yeah. happy and and like free kind of way that sex should just be like that yeah yeah definitely so i always comfortable yeah i always look back at like teenage years of like romance and getting to like exploring your sexuality it's such a ma it's literally just so magical mm. because you like it's the first time you're properly exploring that sort of like crazy side of yourself that no one's really taught like told you that much about and it, all these like feelings and these sensations are going and it's like everything's heightened as well because you're a teenager and your hormones are like rocketing so <laughs> fucking horny oh my god like you know when you're so horny you're like i'm like i'm gonna cry because i'm so horny <laughs> This is a this is an advert from BetterHelp Therapy Online. This is an ad from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get like Just fill out. <clears throat> Why is it so hard to do? I'm like looking that way. I can't do this. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety <laughs> of expertise. <laughs> with over a thousand, with over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Do you know I need to say that again? This episode is sponsored by Beducated. As you all know, I've been on a little bit of a celibacy journey. 
meaning I haven't had sex in over a month. So I've been looking into how I can experience more pleasure with my solo sex. And this is where Beducated comes in because they have all the courses that I need to learn how to do like sensual reawakening with my vulva and tantric massage. And also I saw a course on there about learning how to dirty talk. I know this is completely not relevant, but (laughs) I'm really intrigued. No, it's all relevant. Beducated is this really amazing website where you can sign up to do courses and learn about sex like dirty talking. I've been doing a squirting course. (gasps) Oh, wow. So in all spirit of masturbation may... We're sharing Beducated with you. Yes. I mean, what's not better in masturbation, May, to actually take the time to focus on yourself and your own pleasure and masturbate. And it's literally good for you. It releases all your happy hormones and reduces stress. There's literally no reason not to masturbate. So Florence, what have you been learning in your course? I've been learning techniques that I have never tried before when it comes to masturbation which areas are more sensitive and which bits turn me on more. The technique thing has been blowing my mind, like the way that the language is used and, you know, it's it's people just like us teaching. It's not, I don't know, it's not someone sitting there in a lab coat. It's people who have had these experiences. I was learning from Lola Jean. She's like the squirt queen, right? And the way that she talks about even just like, not going straight into G-spot stimulation. She's explaining everything that, you know, if you have an oversensitive G-spot, you might not want to go in with direct penetration. You want to explore and give pleasure to your G-spot externally, you know, not necessarily on the clitoris. I feel like if I keep going and I keep practice with this, I will be able to squirt. And if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can try Beducated with 50% off the yearly pass with our coupon code COMECURIOUS. That's C-O-M-E, curious. Don't say we don't look after you. And of course, you can try all Beducated courses for one day absolutely free and you won't be charged for the first 24 hours. You can cancel any time and they have a 14-day money-back guarantee. So invest in your love life today and join Beducated now from just $8.33 per month. Get access to over 100 courses online from the world's top experts. To get on Beducated now, click the link in the description and remember to use our coupon code COMECURIOUS. That's C-O-M-E, CURIOUS. Invest in your solo pleasure this masturbation may or use it with a partner. You can also get a personalised Beducated gift card for your loved ones. Happy wanking! We wanted to tell you about our Patreon. We just wanted to say that we're independent and this is a really good way for independent podcasts to fund themselves. You can find all the links to the right stuffs in the show notes, in the description, and of course on our social media, on our little link tree. So yeah, check it out and come say hi. Fuck three. The best fuck. I don't know. It's hard because there there have been a lot of great times that have all like been high points over the years. I think definitely 
in my top three is uh, the first time with my with my partner. Mm. Uh, our first night together was just amazing. It was like the fireworks that I was dreaming about when I was yeah. a kid. Just, you know, curious, gentle, open, exploring and just no shame and just full of passion diving into it and, and just doing whatever feels right and doing it all night and then the next day going to college and then going back in the evening and continuing and yes. uh, like the new relationship energy and like the passion and the, the just yearning for each other's bodies it's mm. like oh it's the best but I think I mean that's definitely a great experience but my favorite experiences still have been like making out sessions with like new people with friends at parties just making out like playing around uh, I don't know I just love making out so much and I think it's so underrated in terms of sexual interaction for me yeah. making out with one of my best friends on the couch just totally getting oh, into it like exploring each other's boundaries like dry humping and mm. really getting it on and knowing that you're safe and you're mm. safe in your own sexuality and your gender and like you can take on the role that feels comfortable and just that kind of freedom that to me is just pure ecstasy it's amazing that sounds so magical i yeah, want to be magical. there right now <laughs> want to be there right now i mean maybe not during like ronaville but <laughs> yeah i don't know if this is a quarantine but i'm just longing for that kind of interaction right now yeah yeah, yeah. Are, you, are you at the moment are you, you're living with your partner yeah, yeah, we're living yeah. in the same house. Yeah, perfect. So I'm really lucky to have someone to be intimate with in these these odd times. But I'm I'm also really missing my friends to have these kind of interactions with. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we're um like we're struggling at the moment, like with living with a partner and being sort of like almost joined at the hip and trying to figure out when to have your own space and how sex has changed throughout quarantine. And how like, like at the beginning, it's like, oh, cool, we're on holiday. Like, let's let's you know have more sex. And then it's turned into like, like no, fuck off. I need my space. Like, I want to go to bed early just so I can have some me time. How, yeah. Is there any any tips that you can give or any? How are you guys dealing with it? Um, we're doing really great, I think. Um, that's not really like answering your question <laughs> it's like yeah sorry yeah. We're, we're just fine you were great we're having the best time <laughs> no to answer your question how are we handling it um i think we're it's not really different from how we're often living together because we're both um having our own like he's an entrepreneur he has a design agency and a journalistic platform the correspondent and Amazing. um we're both uh, used to working from home as well or in the weekends we're often like yeah. working home and like used to being around each other and before the quarantine started uh, in January I had a surgery so I was already home for seven weeks before oh. we had to go in so you're very well prepared but I, I realized after a while yeah it's nice to have some alone time and yeah um, right now, often he works uh, downstairs, and then I work. That's really upstairs. nice. To have I that go separation. for walks, mm. and uh, he sometimes goes to the studio where he can work alone. So today he's not there. So then we have a day apart, uh, and then at the end of the day, it's really great to see each other again. But that yeah, alone time is really—I um, don't know. It's not like it's not that we. It's important. It's not that we uh, get annoyed with each other so easily, but just 
missing each other is important in a relationship. Yeah. Just yeah. for me, at least just not being around each other and just feeling like, oh, I want to see them again. I want to tell them something and I want to show this or I made an illustration today. I want to share that or um, just having the space alone and then being able to do some grocery shopping and, and cooking something by yourself. I don't know. It's nice yeah. to do things apart to enjoy them together again. Yeah, so, definitely. yeah, we try to to create some alone time uh, during the week to be able to enjoy yeah. being together more fully. It sounds like you've got like a good unit and it works for you. And I think a lot of couples who are struggling during quarantine really do need to look at the relationship. Because I think if, if it's a if it's a good, strong relationship and it works, it shouldn't be that hard. Yeah. But there are so many couples that are struggling at the moment. Like if it is really hard for you during isolation, like maybe look at the living situation. Should you be living together? There's um, been so many breakups during quarantine so far. Yeah. So many people messaging. Just and we like, forget about like, breakups. like very understandable. It's mm. it's really dark, but like we forget about the abusive situations and how people are trapped with in abusive in, abu- in abusive households. Mm-hmm. And I think the like social services are really strained at the moment with trying to protect people and help people. It's 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 soul destroying, man. It's yeah. so sad that it's like come to this. But I'm hoping that from learning all this knowledge we can you know better our services and better help protect people and learn more because this has never happened before in a time where we've got this access to the internet Mm, crazy so you're are you in a non-monogamous relationship uh yes i am so how how is that during quarantine and how how are you coping with only having your primary partner around and not seeing other partners Um... We're currently not dating other people, so mm-hmm. that's uh, that's going well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no like <laughs> swimming. We don't yeah. have to like figure out how to see our other uh, dates, but um, I mean, we miss flirting and going out and seeing mm-hmm. uh, seeing other people. Um, but it, we're not, definitely not bored together. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, I'm really looking forward to being able to go out again and just you know look around and flirt and like dance and kiss um yeah and i mean we tried like going on dating apps but i'm i'm quite bored with it i don't i don't know mm. it's like yeah if you have nice chemistry you just want to meet up and that's not possible oh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it depends if you're like you know like depends on what non-monogamy you go to whether or not it's just sort of a physical relationships or whether or not you fall in love with other people or have actual relationships outside of but it's been the same with us like uh, thomas and i we're open and we're allowed to fuck other people but we haven't got to the point yet of going and moving any further so there's almost like no point being on a dating app even though i'm craving it so much because i don't want to invest my time and almost like upset somebody else and and giving all that time together if if i just if it's just about sex fuck number four the worst fuck it was just someone who is not respecting my uh, boundaries mm. and um, continuing something that I uh, more than once told him not to. Oh, uh, up it to the point that it was, it was so awful. painful that I had to slap him in his face, and I really, <gasps> oh it, it was God. really an unpleasant interaction. I should yeah. probably have given an, uh, uh, 
content warning for this. I don't know. Ah, no, no, no. It's good. Like, like as much as the worst times, we we talk about the silly times and and the stupid times. Like, it is so important to talk about the serious worst times because mm. we've all been through them and we've all been through different levels of uncomfortability and non-consensual mm. and being able to talk about it allows other people to be able to talk about it because if you don't talk about it you can't process it and get through it and understand why that happened and and turn it turn it from a negative into a positive like Mm. yes that was awful and that has happened but I have learned from that and now this will never happen again yeah Yeah. and then also I guess by talking about these things as well if someone else finds themselves in a similar situation they could be like okay I'm gonna like take charge of this situation situation and make sure it doesn't happen that way mm-hmm. yeah yeah no especially definitely. like yes slapping them like you said no <laughs> it twice. was a reflex it was a reflex i i, yeah. I oh my God, good. someone i'm not an aggressive person but the fact that you've said no twice and they're not listening you have to go i think to it was an, more than twice step. and like no i don't enjoy that kind of being touched and then he just did it again and like oh, no i don't what an idiot I don't know why why I even stayed after the first time he was trespassing my boundaries, but, you know, you're into something and you're like... a good word for it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just you're you're into, like, an interaction and you you think, like, okay, they're going to understand now, right? And then they they do it again and you're like, no, but now I'm really firmly saying, no, don't do that. Yeah. Let's do some other stuff that I do enjoy. This Mm -hmm. is what I like. And then for the third time, it was like, no, just get off my body. Yeah. This is not how I want it. This is not what I enjoy. And this is not how, like, this is totally disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And, like, why are you having sex with me if you're not, like, if you're not listening to what I like? Right. Or, so people, stupid. Are That's you doing it for you? education, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you, you and it's selfishness. Have no idea. It's selfishness. It's selfishness. Right, like people literally just in the situation for their own pleasure and like what they want to get out of it, Mm, and they're not really there with you, like as a as another person. You, you I guess it's just like you're not thinking about if the situation was like reverse. Like, how would you feel if someone was stepping over your boundaries? Thank you for sharing that that Mm. with us because it's it is hard to talk about and it is. Um, it's it's hard to know how to talk about it so we really really do appreciate your honesty and, and openness and hopefully other people can can hear and, and hear that it's okay that if you've said no a couple of times you're allowed to make it more known you're allowed to get physical because mm. you've already given them that warning like, I'm push glad you fucking slapped them yeah, yeah. push them away yeah, it felt them in the good eye. I mean it felt good um, to feel that I, I'm able to protect myself in a moment mm. like that and to really protect my own boundaries and say okay this is how far I want it to go like this is yeah. beyond how far I want it to go but this is really my boundary and yeah. it's it just felt a shame empowering that it in a way it, it, mm. it is definitely but for me it was also a really um, clear lesson um, about my own sexuality and about my own uh, self uh, because I, I feel that even though this experience was bad and it worsened my fear for pain and mm. my actual pain uh, during sexual interactions, it also st- strengthened my feeling of uh, owning my own body and mm. um, like reclaiming my own body in a way like, okay, so this is what I don't enjoy. So in 
future uh, interactions, I can say beforehand, so this is what feels pleasurable. I have mm. to be really gentle. And this is what I like. And I'd rather not have you do this until mm. I really ask you to. Yeah. So for me, it, it definitely improved my sex life because it taught me uh, how my body works and how I want to interact. And it taught me a great deal about communication, with, which is, I think, the most important part yeah. of having sex. Fuck number five. The fuck that made me. Oh yeah, the fuck that changed my life was mm. definitely the mind fuck of my therapist. Like, yeah. To like, yes. you don't have to have sex. That was definitely like, what? Oh, oh my God. Yeah, shout oh out my to my life, therapists. Oh, like <laughs> yeah. therapy is... It's one of those things that nobody t teaches you and tells you about. But once you experience it and explore it, you're like, why doesn't everybody do this? Like, how is this a secret? And everyone's so ashamed to talk about it. And this is like mm -hmm. actually the best thing. It was like the best thing that ever happened to me. Best thing that ever mm. happened to anyone, really. Mm. Oh, it's so fucking good. So shout out to your therapist. Thank you. And you, and you said it was specifically a sex therapist you saw. Um, yeah, it's a, just a psychologist specialised mm -hmm. in sexuality. Uh, how'd that, so how'd she, that go? What made you want to go and, and speak to her? Um, my pain during sex actually mm. really challenged me to find someone to help me with it because I wanted to have pleasurable sex and I wanted to not be broken anymore. Yeah. So I thought I, I was always really independent and really stubborn in wanting to do everything myself. And I thought, you know, I don't need a therapist. And my situation is not that bad and I can figure it all out. And then after 10 years, I thought, you know, no, <laughs> probably can't. Um, yeah, it's shit, still not yeah. working and my body is still not listening to me. And uh, I'm really disappointed. And then I went to her and she gave me some exercises. And then she said, you know, just quit having sex for a while. Yeah. And then I thought, what? How? I mean, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll just have a vacation from sex. That's amazing. And then... Yeah. Um, so yeah, she gave you permission. Like, she what's, gave me permission. What's yeah. funny is the, the fuck that changed your life was not having sex. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're just a mind fuck and just not having not having a fuck changed my life. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible it's, though because uh, it opened, it sort of, I guess it opened like a, new doors in the way that you viewed sex. It totally challenged my way of, of like relating to sex. And um, I mean, it, it's funny because I, I knew all these things and I knew that sex sexuality was fluid and that you can always choose whatever you want. But still, I had a lot of must do it this way related mm -hmm. to myself. And mm -hmm. I wanted to just, I think in my whole life, I just wanted to be this perfect person with a perfect relationship. And I wanted to be you know, a good girl, I wanted to be a girl girl, like I, I really did my best uh, in being a woman. And mm. I, I failed because I, I, I realized uh, after a while, I'm not. Yeah. Um, but I tried my best in being a, a woman and like wearing those dresses and wearing high heels and like, oh, okay, so I, I, I probably am not that and I, I did my best in having sex the way you should um, between, you know, quotation marks. And I kind of failed in that sense and like uh, relationship wise I always fell in love with multiple people and I wanted to kiss multiple people 
um, not necessarily have sex, but I wanted to kiss everyone. <laughs> and like, I ended up cheating and then realizing that's not what I want. And then I realized, oh, open relationships are also a thing. Like in mm. all parts of my life, I, I had to kind of reinvent myself. And that's mm. part of growing up, I suppose. But, you know, when you are a person that really fits into all these boxes that society yeah. has deemed like perfect, like, yeah, then it, it, it must be kind of easier because then you know which steps to go yeah, and to me so every true. step felt wrong and uh yeah you have finally, to relearn it all mm. yeah unlearn a lot of mm. constructs and then relearn or like just question yourself on everything like yeah what relationship do I want what kind of sex do I want what kind of like how how do I relate to my body what body do I want um how do I see myself in my work like work-wise I didn't follow the the regular path yeah um, so it's been like it's been a major road of explorations and definitely that therapist yeah. uh, opened up my eyes to like all ways of having sex and like you know kissing can be having sex giving each other a, a foot rope can be sexual or like mm, cuddling yeah um starting and then stopping or just only touching his body or her body and uh just leave your own body alone that can yeah. also be pleasurable sex or like mm. you know fantasizing or whatever masturbation can be valid way of sex or mm. i mean it's it's amazing that there are so many ways uh of being sexual or not being sexual that are all valid and uh, i'm so happy to have learned that for fuck's sake. This week's sex question is, during sex, I always get into my head due to a multiple of reasons. Insecurities mainly, but the thoughts always have a large impact on intimacy. Just wondering if there's any tips on how to overcome or stop thoughts interrupting us. What if you fantasise while you're having sex or while you're... You know, what if the what if a lot mm. of the pleasure you you get is from what you're imagining going on inside your mind? But then it's sexual thoughts. Then it's related to what you're doing. It's not yeah. like so. Should I get the groceries? Yeah, my mom's yeah. gonna call. Like, those kind of distractions, I think, are the most annoying during sex, right? Yeah, yeah. or like the intrusive, really in intrusive evil ones, like oh, like you're not gonna come today. Oh, you nearly came. You nearly came. Wait, no, you can't come now. What <laughs> if you never come, come again? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hate those thoughts. Yeah, but yeah. I guess like my biggest tip would be, um, I think again, like getting into breathing, yeah. which really helps you focus on the sensations that you're feeling in your body rather than what you're feeling in your mind. And maybe you could even like, think about like the breath as well like think about the breath coming up through your body like as pleasure like rather than just trying to make your mind go blank and breathe like you mm. actually visualize the breath and the pleasure going in and out of your body um which kind of like then puts your mind on a new train of thought but it's very much like within your body instead of out out and about doing the groceries Mm. <laughs> yeah you for know, me it um... sometimes helps to take a break to mm. just sometimes I'm, I'm very often in my mind and it's been super interfering with sex uh uh it still sometimes is yeah. and then 
and just say, oh, I'm really sorry, but I'm so distracted. And sometimes it helps to talk about what I'm distracted about. If it's like worries of work, sometimes it's just like, okay, I'll take a toilet break. Just, you know, think about what I want to think. And then do I want to have sex still? Yes. Okay. So let's, you know, do something active. So instead of lying and receiving, sometimes it helps to be um, the giver and like, enjoying and like seeing someone else's excitement grow and then really getting into yeah. it again yeah, yeah that's, that's good such a great tip toilet break as well i never really thought of a toilet break as in i was thinking mm. you know hey like let's sit on the edge of the bed separate and like not think about things or like let's have a moment out but even just going to the toilet and just yeah taking yourself like out of things and then back into it i do think talking about what's going on inside your mind is really important you know there, mm. there's been times where I've been really horny and then we started having sex and then I've started panicking and crying because I've convinced myself I've left a tampon up there and I like freaking out, Mm. you know, like an obsessive compulsive intrusive thought. Like I always think I've got a tampon up there, even though I know I haven't used a tampon in months, you know, I'm like, how would there be a tampon up there? Um, That can like fucking throw me off so much. Mm. Uh, but I, I like the toilet break idea because sometimes you just need to not let your brain and your mind snowball because once you think you have a little thought and then you overthink that thought and it just gets worse and worse and mm. you can't concentrate anymore I think taking yeah. a break's a really good idea and even mm. just chatting it out I really like just maybe if you've got something in your head talk about it like let's because if it's maybe something relevant to the sex as well that's kind of getting in the way say it was you feeling like oh I'm not gonna orgasm like it's good to it's good to like get that conversation out for yeah. sure yeah right yeah for me it just helps to put it into words I used to always yeah. think like oh no I'm thinking I shouldn't be thinking oh I'm so bad why <laughs> yeah. am I thinking like is there yeah. something wrong with me I should focus on the sex oh I'm totally missing oh, I, I'm not horny anymore should yeah. like totally getting into that cycle and and well also thanks to my therapist I learned to just express like oh, Sebastian, I'm so distracted. And then he's like, oh, really? Well, what's up? What's in your mind? And then it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just work stuff or not even something relevant. Or sometimes Mm -hmm. it is. And then we chat about it. And then just putting it into words makes it less, like, bad. It just Mm. lightens up the mood already. So, yeah. yeah. Definitely. It's so good that you've actually had that experience, basically, that the the listener has had. So it's like really, yeah. really direct, yeah. amazing it's a advice. Question. Yeah, <laughs> I can totally relate. Yeah. And it's so common to have that. So yeah. definitely, you're not alone in in this kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah. Fucking hell. This week's sex story is. I have been seeing this guy, both of us wanting nothing more than the physical. The sex has been fantastic. We were both switches, him learning, him leaning slightly more dom and me slightly more sub. He is a police officer and often works the night shift, which is rather unfortunate as this is the time of day when I am often most horny. (laughs) One night he was getting ready for work. I knew I wouldn't be seeing him, so I decided to pull out my favourite toy to take care of myself. Not even five minutes later, there is a knock on the door. What the fuck? So I get out of bed and it's him in uniform. Oh my God, I let him into my apartment and he immediately picked picked me up and took me straight to the bedroom without a single word, took my robe off, handcuffed me and ate me out. He had set a timer on his phone 
we had 10 minutes before he had to be at work. When the timer went off, he got up, unhandcuffed me, tucked me back into bed and left. The only thing he said to me the entire time, right before he left, he said, I'm going to love tasting you on my lips all night. I think we need to have a round of applause for this man. Oh my God. Yes, yes I please. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> That's amazing. That's oh. what you want to hear. That's just what you want to hear. Oh my god, my punani is screaming right now. Like Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! Police uniform as well. It's like I know I shouldn't sexualize policemen or army men or anyone in a uniform, but why do you have to be so goddamn fucking sexy, man? Like that power frightens my vagina into submission, and I love it so much. <laughs> <sighs> well, oh, actually, there is another bit at the end. She said, "Fellas, tell." Tell her you love how she tastes so hot and puts our minds at ease. I was floored. I still think about how quick, unexpected, odd and wonderful that 10 minute ordeal was. Still leaves me in shock. And and the fact that he came over and he didn't fuck her. He just ate her out and left. Like that is fucking hell he needs like an award or something it's like it's like a it's like a hot porn scene <laughs> yeah it literally like, yeah it's but like, like what's amazing is that it was all about um her pleasure yeah yeah well i mean mainly her pleasure but also his because he's going to be tasting her all night at work oh <laughs> but it's great that his pleasure is, is found in her pleasure that yes, it's not about yeah. satisfying his own needs but just yeah. you know enjoying oh. her joy oh, yeah i love it I just think it's so cute that he like tucks her up into bed afterwards. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. The aftercare like, yeah. as well, and and like mm. the detail of like actually putting a timer on because he knew he was gonna get lost in it. <laughs> <laughs> so good, such a good story. Thank you so much for writing that in. That if anyone else has a question <laughs> or a story, please write into us at fksgivenpodcast at gmail Yeah, we love receiving your stories and talking about them. If not, like causing a suspicious wet patch wherever we sit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, unfortunately, after that, we do have to fuck off now. Thank you, Hilda, for coming on. It was such an amazing episode. Thank you. Thank you so much. I loved it. Like, you were amazing (laughs) to speak to and thank you for being so open and honest with us and... Please tell where our curious fuckers can find you. Tell tell them mm. everything you're doing and and every 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 possible thing that they can find you on. Yes, of course. So I'm on Instagram. Um, I have three accounts. So if you're interested in the vulvas, please go to the gallery. And if you're interested in uh, seeing more diversity, go to uh, your welcome club. And if you're um, curious about my portrait work and my more serious, like, uh, watercolor illustrations, go to uh, at Hilda Atalanta. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on here. And, yeah, we we can't wait to speak to you again. If we ever pop over to Amsterdam, we'll come there. Yes, 100%. I've never been, so I definitely need to. After this is all over, of course. If you can travel, please visit. I would love to meet you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it might, might not be until, like, five years down the line when all this shit's sorted, but... Yeah, and so then we'll be here in five years. Happy, <laughs> it will, it will. Happy to receive you. That's so true. <laughs> so everyone, please remember to give our podcast a rating, a review, and subscribe to us if you haven't already, and follow us on Instagram. Oh yeah, you're yes. gonna do the Instagram roundup. I was gonna. 
Yeah, do. Hand it over to you. Oh, you're handing it over. Shit. Okay, you can follow <laughs> us on Instagram at Come Curious and also our personal Instagram account at Read Amber X and Florence. Oh my God, I, I said that wrong. Florence. Florence, Flo- Florence Bark. Flo- <laughs> fucking hell. Florence Bark. Um, and yeah, please send our love to. Sus- sub- oh, Jesus, Lord. So hold on, wait. Give me a second. <laughs> It's not coming out of my mouth properly, Jesus. Please send Jeez, Sebastian. Please send our love to Sebastian because he sounds amazing. <laughs> I will. Fucking hell. Lord have okay, mercy. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs>